0: Oh, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 45, how to develop a killer money mindset with Jessica Morehouse. How y'all doing, man? Got a very, very special guest today. Hope you guys are enjoying your week. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Hope you guys are crushing it with whatever you're doing. <laughs> uh, today, I have a special, awesome, fantastic interview with Jessica Morehouse, who is a millennial money expert speaker, she's a financial counselor, award-winning blogger. She is like, like man, like everything. It seems like so. Her and I had a great discussion. Um, we talked about a lot of things. I really wanted to get into her story, learn how she kind of got where she is, and then sort of you know what her sort of message is. And she shared some really, really insightful stuff. That I think, you know, you guys should definitely check out. I mean, definitely check out her show called the Mob Money Podcast. It is, it's great. It's fantastic. I love that show. Really quick, one thing I do want to say about the interview. You're going to notice that my audio is terrible. Like, it's absolutely terrible. I used, like, my headphones or, like, my uh, AirPods. I thought AirPods would have been, like, really good microphones. I don't know why the hell I thought that. Um, so my audio is terrible, and her audio is amazing. Like, she, oh, my God. Like, she, she's professional, professional. Um, and we did a, a, the interview on a Zoom call, and, and her audio was just like, wham. So you're going to listen to it, and you're going to be like, wow, she sounds way fucking better than Nate right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, I mean, you know, I'm never doing that shit again. So I apologize for the kind of muffly voice that I'll have. Lastly, also, if you guys do like the show, you mess with it, you listen on Apple Podcasts, would really appreciate a review also ask me any questions you guys have about this show or any others at the new money podcast on instagram shoot me a message let's chat let's talk whatever but without further ado let's just dive on into the interview
1: jessica how's it going
2: going good excited to be on your show
1: yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really, really excited to have you. Uh, how, how are you keeping up with like everything?
2: Oh, like the world of 2020. Uh, You know, for me, it's about kind of shifting expectations and just kind of taking it day by day, week by week. And keeping busy has been good. When you keep your mind on, you know, projects and some other goals, the time goes by a lot quicker. So I found that to be very helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. No kidding. It's Honestly, that's the biggest thing for me, too, is, is just kind of like, I don't know, getting buried in work. <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty
2: much. <laughs>
1: kind of, yeah. um, you know, passes the time uh, pretty effectively. But guys, I, I wanted to have Jessica on here. She runs a very, very good podcast. Other than my- <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just wanted to Mo money podcast, right?
2: The Mo Money Podcast, yeah. Mo
1: Money Podcast, Canadian, you know, repping. Really quick, I just want to jump in and and learn more about how that sort of started a little bit about your past um, and, and what brought you to create the show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I've had this show for five years now and I kind of forget for people who... Uh, are just like discovering me. They were like, where'd that name of the show come? And I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it kind of evolved. It didn't, it wasn't always the Mo Money podcast. Um, So where I started um, on my kind of whole personal finance content creator journey uh, was really, I, you know, finished uh, university and this is, uh, this is going back a while now because time flies apparently, but uh, I graduated in 2009 and in 2010, I uh, moved out on my own and, You know, started working, but I realized I didn't really have any sense of what a checking account was or how to invest. I had no concept of financial literacy at all. And so um, I was kind of uh, pushed toward a few uh, personal finance books and some blogs for my older sister, um, who was, you know, kind of learning that stuff at the time. And I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. And so I started reading blogs. I'm like, oh, anyone can start a blog? Well, sure, I'll start a blog. And so I started a blog mainly as a, creative outlet. I just, I thought, you know, I could learn and then also kind of write my experience and my opinions. And it was just like something fun to do after work. And then I realized actually, this is a huge passion of mine. Like this isn't just like, you know something I want to quit anytime soon. I just like yeah. can't get enough of it. And so, uh, at the time when I named my blog, it was called the Mo Money Mo Houses. Um, so Mo, Mo Money Mo Houses was my brand for like five years, and and it's because my last name's Morehouse, and me and my uh, roommate at the time we're trying to think of names and she's like, Oh, you should have something like Mo Money, Mo Problems, but Mo Money, Mo Houses. We thought it was hilarious. It was a terrible name because no one got the joke or some people got the (laughs) reference, but they they didn't understand what my blog was about. They're like, is it about houses or like, no, it's a play on my name. Um, And so I started the podcast when I still had that brand name. And then I Dropped the Mo Houses and just kept it as the Mo Money podcast. Instead of trying to figure out something new, I'm like Mo Money is kind of fun, and I just I've been saying Mo Money for like ten years. I think I need yeah. to keep
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just stick with it, eh? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so is, is, are you one hundred all in on uh, Mo Money now? Is, is that your uh, brand with your blog and your podcast and your, I guess, business around that, or do you still work as well?
2: No. So Mo Money is kind of the 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 podcast is the only thing that has any remnants of my old brand, Mo Money Mo Houses. Uh, but everything else is just under my name, Jessica Morehouse. So uh, I think it was about five, maybe even six years ago, I made... The conscious decision to move away from kind of the old blog format, mo money, mo houses. No one understood the brand name, so I'm like, we need to refresh. And I was thinking, should I have some other kind of, you know, you know, kitschy fun name for my brand, or should I just go with my name? And so ultimately, I, I kind of figured, we're well, like, what do we? What's the goal? What do we want to do? Do we want to develop like? do we want the, the big idea to be to a big big business or a big brand with a specific name or do I want to be the brand? Do I want to be a, like a spokesperson, a keynote speaker on TV? And that's what I ultimately wanted. I'm like, I think it's me. I think I want to be a personal brand. And so shifted everything to my name um, and I did that all while working uh, full time. I used to work in uh, marketing, which is helpful when you're trying to create a brand. So I was learning and doing stuff at my day job and then doing it at night on my own time. And uh, about four years, Ago, I was able to leave that corporate job and just run this as my full-time business.
1: Wow, that's incredible! That's incredible. Um, So, taking it back, like, you know, how were you able to scale along the way? You said it started as sort of uh, like a, you know, a creative outlet, and you were kind Mm -hmm. of going through it. Um, When did you realize it was like, whoa, this is really serious? Like, I could actually, you know, do make this my job.
2: Uh, I never, honestly, going into it, because I know things are so different now, but when I first started, and uh, technically I think I started my blog December 2011 is when I hit publish, but I was kind of planning it uh, for a little while before that, but it was just for fun. I had no, because like, I I feel like Twitter just became a thing, like social media was so new, the internet Mm -hmm. was still kind of new, Um, and so the idea of becoming like an influencer or having an online company or online brand running that full time. Like no one did that. That wasn't a thing anyone did. Like it was, I still yeah. remember so vividly that like, you know, brick and mortar companies or just the regular companies were like, Hey, should we get social media to talk to our customers? And like lots of them were starting to do that. And so that wasn't even an, uh, a possibility. And then as I continue to blog and learn and more about like SEO and all these like crazy concepts. I'm like, what is it? I don't get it. Um I and and also like I went back to school, did a certificate in digital marketing for my own um, you know, career because I thought that's I ultimately I was just going to work for companies and be an employee. Um then things just started evolving and changing in the whole kind of brand and marketing space and uh then I think basically a year or maybe a year and a half before I quit my job. I'm like Okay, I'm making a little bit of money, like partnering with brands, finally getting sponsors for my podcast. Um, you know, not big money, but like, oh, you can actually make some money, and this was great because it's I've always had a side hustle or a second job on top of my full time job, and so I'm like, this is great to make some extra money and put it into you know my savings account or investments. And then, you know, I realized there's other people that were kind of on my same wavelength that were making some good money, and lots of them, I felt like. I'm like, I want to say like maybe 2016, 2017. I had a lot of people in the space that started quitting their jobs to run their own businesses, to do the full-time influencer thing. I'm like, well, if they can do it there. You know, there might be a possibility that I could do it. Why not? And so really I was, I was kind of going to leave my job at the time I was ready to, to make a move. And so I'm like, so should I, you know, look for another company job, or should I take this as my opportunity to try something new? And worst case scenario, I can find another job if it doesn't work out. Let's just see how it goes. So, I gave myself like one year. Let's see if we can not just earn as much as your day job that you left, but out earn it to prove to yourself that this is something that you can grow. And let's see how it goes. And I was able to do that. And then it's been consistently growing ever since.
1: That's, that's incredible. That's amazing. Um, so, You know, and it's I find that super interesting because, man, like if I could get to a place where I have that um, option, like that would be incredible. And so I just like I'm I'm selfishly learning so much right now. That's Um, what you got to
2: do. And I think a lot of people because I've been doing this since 2011. (laughs) A lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's so crazy that you were able to do that. And I'm like, it didn't happen overnight. You know, Mm. it took a long time. And even in that first year um, of working for myself, that was like the hardest year I've ever had professionally. It was so scary because I didn't really have a game plan. I didn't go to business school. My degrees in film production, like I had to learn all this just from reading on the internet, just from making friends in the space and trying things and failing. And so it was a long road. So I think a lot of people, and that's why I'm like happy to share my you know, story on your show is I think a lot of people see the end result. They don't see the hustle. Like, you know, I was working, a full-time job and doing this at night on weekends for years. You know what I mean? But eventually it did kind of work out, but I mean, it's not like I'm sitting back here relaxing, you know, I'm like, I'm working all the time, but I think the big difference is I love what I'm doing. And that's kind of, so it doesn't really feel like work. You get excited to wake up in the morning and get to work.
1: In those, You know, early 2010s, when you were growing the podcast, more money and more, (laughs) and you know, it was, it was back then you know, you're saying that social media was just starting to like expand. And, it, you know, it really, you know, wasn't what it is today, obviously. How did you mm-hmm. scale the actual podcast? Because that's I mean, that's the go to sort of um, marketing tool for for podcasters and just content creators, is social media, social yeah. media, social media. So were you still like promoting a lot on social media? Or did you more do like SEO stuff, more organic stuff like that? Or just take me through that? Yeah.
2: So, so what's interesting. So I started the blog first and that uh, I started in December, 2011. And then in June, 2015, that's when I launched the podcast and podcasting back then was not what it is now. Like still, I, I think the big reason I decided to start a show is because you can look on like the, the top ranking podcast and you can kind of go to categories. So I was looking in like the business section or like business investing. and like, who are kind of the top podcasts? And it wasn't that it wasn't super, uh, cluttered or, or, um, oversaturated. Like I, sometimes it feels like, wow, there's a new podcast watching every single day. Um, And so I looked and it felt like there was a really, uh, like a space for me, basically all the financial podcasts were by men. So I'm like, okay, well, I think there's women out there that would like to maybe hear a woman's perspective. Even men want to hear a woman's perspective so I can bring something different to the table. And also listening to a lot of different shows. I'm like, I think I can also, um, do it in a different way. Like I, you know, obviously I have a different experience. I have a different voice, um, background, all these kinds of things. So I'm like, okay, I think there's an opportunity for me. And again, I'm like, let's just do it for a year, goes, doesn't work out, we can shut it down and it's yeah. fine. Like there's literally no downside besides, I guess, some of the time and effort you put into it. But even still, because I'm still working full time, as I was launching my podcast and doing all this research about podcasting, I actually got to do a podcast or, or launch a podcast as a producer for the company I was working for. So it actually helped me in my career. You know, it also like kind of helped my yeah. resume skills. So I always kind of used like, how can I also help this with my career? And so uh, I just kind of did it for a year and let's see it. And I didn't have any sponsors. I put out an episode every week for 52 weeks, which was insane. So put one out for an entire year every single week. Um learned a lot and then as it, it honestly I didn't do a heck of a lot of crazy stuff. I basically you yeah, I used my social media to promote every new episode. Um I, you know, made sure to kind of tell my uh direct network and you know you make friends uh too in your space other influencers other personal finance bloggers and things like that so you know they got to yeah, i got them on my show then they promote it to their audiences so there's lots of that um don't really do a lot of seo i'm sure it could be a bigger show if i did do that but it was a i think a lot of organic Traffic people looking for um content about you know some of the guests of what they share on my show, and so people still are just discovering me, even though I've been around for five years. But the cool thing about a podcast is once you put out those episodes, they're evergreen, they exist for always. Mm-hmm. So I have people just discovering me, um, and it's like new to them, it's not new to me, but they get to listen to 200 plus episodes. So it's, it's one of these things where it just kind of builds and builds and builds the more time. Ah, uh, you have your podcast for.
1: Yeah. And so with your episodes, are are they more evergreen or like eighty percent than you have like interviews as well? because I listened to a few, but uh, and a lot of them were more just you know concepts like you said that are just always good mm-hmm. uh, to listen mm-hmm. into. So do you do you kind yeah. of mix it up like that?
2: I kind of do, but yeah, I, I felt like if I want this to be kind of, cause I am all about evergreen content. I think it just mm-hmm. makes sense. It's easier. You spend so much time creating this content. Don't you want it to live for longer than, you know, a week? So I never wanted to have a show that was like, we're going to talk about what's in the news this week. I'm like, it's so hard to keep up. I just, and also again, like when I started my podcast, I'm still working, I had limited time. So I kind of created the idea like, okay, this podcast is going to be me. Sometimes it's going to be a solo episode, but most of it is going to be uh, guest interviews. And it's going to be about stuff that the regular people that want to improve their financial lives want to know that maybe they don't want to pick up a book or uh they do but they don't understand what the books are talking about so i'm basically the whole kind of concept of the show is me having guests on and me asking questions that I know my listeners want to know the answers to and explained in a way that's actually digestible. Because I felt like a lot of the shows out there that are specific to finance, really, maybe were a bit too advanced. And so for people that are like, no, can you just tell me, like, how does financial planning work? Like, let's not talk about derivatives right now, you know, and so trying to kind of uh, create a show like that. And so evergreen for me has always kind of been the goal and it's worked out. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I really I feel the same way with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I obviously, you know, I'm having an interview right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like to do my sort of like solo episodes where I take a topic and just like actually make it in human language, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like understandable. And 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 I think that's the biggest thing that I wanted to start it um, as well is, is that there's it's just so overwhelming. You just mm-hmm. get bombarded with all these different things, especially with investing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, is that something that a lot of your listeners like come to you and they're like, oh, thank you for simplifying it so much. Like, is that the mm-hmm. sort of reception you get? Like, take me, take Absolutely. me through that. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I'd say definitely, uh, there's certain topics that I think they need to be, um, explained in a different way than they were traditionally. I mean, there's so many great investing books now, but you know, 10 years ago you pick up one and there is like, it's a different language. And I think it's, it's important to realize that most people don't, um, have the same background that, you know, people in the the field have. And so we can't use the same terminology because it doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah. it is like a different language. And so, um, for me, a big kind of motivator to, uh, especially having episodes about investing was when I started the podcast, I was not very confident or even that knowledgeable about investing. I was really good when it came to budgeting and basically all the other areas of, uh, financial plan investing really intimidated me. And then I realized actually through the course of like one great way to learn something is to have smarter people on your podcast. And you can ask the, your questions and be like, Oh, this is this for my audience? But really, it's for you. So yeah. I actually learned a lot personally from having my show. But also I realized a lot of women specifically were very intimidated by investing too, because sometimes we just weren't part of those conversations or it always kind of seemed like a man's world and it just seemed really uh, overwhelming and intimidating. And I want to, I want that to go away. I'm like, we all need to invest. Men and women need to invest our money. It's the only way we can grow our wealth and achieve lots of our financial goals. So we need to have more conversations so people feel like they are part of the conversation and included. So that was definitely a big uh, motivator also to keep on doing more podcast episodes uh for for people so they can feel like oh wow this this changes everything
1: absolutely and i uh you know i had a girl named daruni who who worked for wealth simple actually on the Mm -hmm. show a few a few months ago and and she was talking about that we talked about that for quite a bit um how how many um women she she works with to to just um not even the content of investing just she says that she uh builds confidence within mm-hmm. within some of our clients just to like, hey, like, this is absolutely possible for everyone yeah. and, and just kind of like getting through that and love to hear that I absolutely love hearing that and hearing people come into their own and realizing that um, it's absolutely possible. You know, I don't have a great segue for this. That's kind of my catchphrase. <laughs> so, you know, over your, you know, I call it a decade, um, career um, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you said? I, you know, I you had to balance, um, you know, working at, at mm-hmm. the start there with with the podcast. So kind of just take me through um, what were the biggest sort of challenges and, and how you kind of uh, grew from them.
2: So the biggest challenges were just taking risks because I'm actually very risk averse and I've had to battle that. Like so, as an investor, I'm risk averse, but I force myself to understand the logic of investing and move past that. Otherwise I'd just be in GICs, which would do nobody good. So, yeah. um, I'm like that as a personality. And so for me, I'm always terrified to take a big leap of faith with, and I remember like deciding to even start my podcast. I I thought it was, Oh, is it too late? Is there, you know, is anyone going to listen? I don't want to fail. The fear of failure is so can be so big. And so, for me the biggest hurdles is always just trying something new because I, I i like being comfortable and not taking risks so i think a lot of people could probably relate to that because um i think it, depending to uh, what circle or, or you know who you the people you surround yourself with unless you're like you know i am sure you can agree being part of like other kind of online groups or, you know, people that are entrepreneurs, you, you know, you're in a bubble and people are always like, oh yeah, do this, do that. There's, yeah. everyone's taking risks, but in daily life, you're not, people aren't doing that. And so having to kind of find those communities that will build you up and help motivate you was very helpful. And then just taking those leaps of faith and being okay with, with failure. Failure is actually great. You'll learn some amazing, amazing things through failure. I think we need to all move past this idea that success is the ultimate goal. I think, you know, no, maybe achieving a certain outcome is the ultimate goal, but you know, we, we don't know how we're going to get there. And if you fail along the way, that's okay. As long as you just, you know, try something new to get there. I think that's the, the other thing is I used to always feel like if you fail at something, that means you shouldn't try like that. Okay. That's not worth it. That's not something we can achieve. Sometimes it means, oh, no, no, you were meant to take the other path, but you took this path. So let's try the other path now.
1: Mm-hmm. Just iterating and trying. And yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, with this past year, how, how have you sort of, you know, I feel like that's mm. a whole other question, right? So uh, walk me through how have you, um, obviously, there's more eyes on the internet right now, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of blown up. So uh, take me, take me through how things have been the past few months
2: yeah i mean it's been an interesting year to say the least i certainly started this year thinking my career would be one way i thought i was going to focus more on public speaking because i was starting to do that a lot more and i'm like this is kind of where i ultimately want to be and obviously that did not happen and so when march happened and even into april all of my work was basically uh, put on hold or canceled so i had like zero income coming in which was terrifying but being the risk averse person that kind of conservative, you know, fiscally uh, person that I am, I'm always kind of preparing for doomsday. I'm always trying to recession proof my income and my, uh, my career basically. And so for me, I set up my, um, business in a way where I do lots of different things. So I have a podcast that makes revenue, but I also do like six other different things. And that's because sometimes there's slow periods or sometimes, um, you know, one of the categories I, I do for my business dries up. And so I need to be able to pivot. I need to be very fluid in my business in order to make this work term. Um, cause I, I, you know, being a millennial who experienced the last recession, I knew something was going to happen again and it did. And so I feel like, Oh, I'm glad I was preparing for that because <laughs> it happened and I was able to pivot. And so obviously public speaking didn't really happen this year, though I have done some online things. I kind of just doubled down on, you know, the podcast because a lot more, you know, listeners are there, but also I'm a financial counselor. And so I started working with one-on-one clients, uh, way more in the past year or in like 2019, I really didn't work with too many clients because I just didn't have the capacity. So now I'm like, okay, I've got the capacity who wants to work (laughs) with me. And so you kind of have this and what I'm really glad I have this now is, um, you have this, um, kind of mentality of if I need to make money, I can make money. So I had this, uh, kind of thing I mean, I guess, fight or flight kind of a thing where I'm like, I need to make money. How do I do that? And so I look on my kind of board where I have post-its of like, these are all the things that I can do to make money. And I just, uh, did it. And so far this year has actually been pretty good. I don't think I'll make as much as last year, but we still have a few more months, but it's still, um, you know, business where I can happily say that this year I'm going to make six figures and that's pretty cool.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, that's, thanks. That's, that's really special. Um, So, you know, that's, I mean, it kind of answers my next question, but I was just going to say, you know, how, how can we turn this into an opportunity for us? But I mean, there you go. Like, that's, that's the answer. Just <laughs> take, take lemons and make lemonade. So, Oh, wow. Well, Not only
2: that, too, because I always know my summer is a slow period. And so um, typically I usually go on vacation in the summer to utilize that time. Obviously, I didn't go on vacation, and go away uh, like yeah. I usually did. And so I'm like, well, this is an opportunity because I've been meaning to do the Canadian Securities course for a few years now. I've had the textbooks. I just never wanted to open them up. And so uh, I took the you know past several months to study and then finished it in three months and passed. And now I'm moving on to some other coursework so I could become a CFP. So it's it's I don't like saying like, oh, you know, I'm you know, this is a great year for me. i'm I'm you know I'm doing okay yeah. income wise, and I'm studying, yeah. I'm getting all these things done. I think it's more just like we all, you know, are in this weird situation. And so we really need to manage our emotions, our mindset and, um, you know, take some responsibility. And so for me, I'm like, I don't want to look back on 2020 to be like, I did nothing. I was in a bad headspace the whole time. It was just like a, a, the year was canceled. I don't want to waste my time because we all have limited time on this earth. I want to make the, you know, the time that I have worth it. And so I'm going to do something about it, which, and also I should preface, I also see a therapist and that is very helpful
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of
2: regulate your moods and just like feel, feel okay. Cause this is, a, this is a weird year. We all need a little help here and there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's, you know, Therapists are very, very helpful for just declouding everything. I feel like honestly, mm. everybody should go see a therapist once in a while and just I, talk. And, I and
2: totally just, agree.
1: <laughs> and, and just, I mean, you know, I, I remember uh, in in school, I, I I would you know speak with a counselor, and I remember just always walking out like, wow, I just feel so much more put together. You just feel you know? better. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But my last question, I know, I know we're coming up on time here, uh, so you know what. What is, in your opinion, the one thing that makes people successful with money? Uh, versus not like what's that one sort of thing that is really going to set them apart
2: one big important thing that maybe isn't talked enough about is your money mindset and so um we all pretty much have access to the same information so you can see a financial planner but you can still find that information for free at the library on the internet so the information is pretty much there uh the kind of differentiator between you and someone else and, and how successful you both will be i mean not including all these other factors that I won't go into like you know generational wealth and all that kind of stuff yeah. is your mindset cuz you can't control that so having a scarcity mindset where you're always just afraid of not having enough and you know you're really obsessed with being frugal but never really thinking about how can I grow my wealth having an abundance mindset where you're kind of attracting um wealth in a way and that is really just being more open to like okay how can I make my money work more for me how can I save more how can I invest more how can I earn more that is how you're going to be successful with your money it's of course important to you know be have a budget and uh limit your spending when you can't afford things pay down your debt but i think your your mindset having that positive mindset where you're like okay maybe i'm drowning in debt right now I'm living on very little. I mean, I was there. I was broke throughout my whole 20s. So I, that's. I mean, I don't come from wealth. Let me tell you, but I always had a positive mindset, being like, this is temporary. If we mm-hmm. just do these, you know, live on a budget and really um, are, are very mindful with our money, we're gonna get through this, and we're gonna see, like all the books have said. If you do make it on a man, I can pay yourself first, and all those kind of typical uh, pieces of, uh, of advice we've all heard in a few years, you're actually going to start to see that growth. And now, since I started, you know, implementing a lot of those things 10 years ago, in my twenties, when I had like no money now that I'm in my getting to my mid thirties, I can tell you it works. Like it's, it's actually kind of wild. You look at your net worth. You're like, how did, how did that happen? How (laughs) did that happen? It's because if you take time and you're positive, you'll actually see some uh, great progress with your money.
1: That's amazing. Well, Jessica, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Just really quick, tell everybody where they can find your stuff.
2: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It was so great chatting with you and being able to share, you know, my story. Uh, I feel like I never really get to having my own show where I'm just talking yeah. to other people. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, people can find me on my website, jessicamorehouse.com. Instagram is at Jessica I Morehouse. And you can find me on Twitter at jessie, J-E-S-S-I underscore Morehouse.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, Jessica, thank you so much again. I'll have to have you back on the
0: show sometime.
2: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So there you have it, Jessica Morouse. Such a good speaker. I mean, I just really enjoyed listening to her go through her story. And, you know, I I think I mentioned it in the interview, but she is literally doing exactly what I'd love to do someday. Just kind of blow the podcast up create a personal brand all this kind of stuff and so you know I I mean I was just enamored the whole time listening to her talk about her story there and so I hope that you guys got you know some of that as well and and feel motivated excited ready to you know fine-tune that mindset and really go after it and get it So really quick guys just gonna hop into the mailbag pull out a question and one of the questions that I got was hey I just came into like a large sum of money what what's the best play like what's the best way to you know utilize a ton of money if I come into like a windfall or something like that so the amount of money that, you know if it comes in I don't know how much we're talking here like 10 grand 100 grand a million bucks I, I don't know when there's a lot of money that comes in it's the same as any sort of unexpected money that comes in like, hey what are my goals like do I have goals like if I don't have goals then I need to figure that out I need to figure out where I'm trying to go right now for example you take somebody who's, you know, 50K in student debt and they don't have any savings, they're probably going to put most of that, if not all of that, towards their student loan, or at least they, they should, um, and then invest the rest, or they can put it towards some other thing or whatever, right? But you take somebody else that's maybe debt-free and, you know, they've hit their investments and they haven't gone on a vacation in a while, but maybe they take half of that? and they go have some fun and it's the same amount of money but it's a very different outcomes and it's very different sort of circumstances so there isn't any one specific way to make the best of the money i mean obviously yes investing investing everything is always a really good idea but this is life there's infinite uses for money and I don't think that I can come here and say that investing is the it might not be the best move for you right now. Right. You, you might have some debt or you might have some, you know, family obligations or you might have not been treating yourself, um, you know, haven't gone on vacation in your life. Maybe you should take a grand or two. I mean, right now isn't a great time, <laughs> um, but, you know, for later next year, hopefully, maybe you put some money away in a sinking fund for your family or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, your companion, whatever. You know there's no one set way i'd say if you were to make a generic sort of like answer i'd say maybe i don't know invest half of it pay down any debt you have with it and you know enjoy a little bit of it like that, that's the most generic answer I'd say invest half of it and figure out the rest is what i would say but uh yeah i love answering that question it, it really depends on the circumstances i'd love to sit down with anybody who has, you know, some questions about some money that they came into and they're like, I don't know what to do with this. I'd love to help you figure that out. Right. So shoot me a message. Appreciate it. Jessica Morehouse. Fantastic interview. Absolutely loved it. And I will see you guys later this week. I'm doing an episode on credit. So we're going to talk about how you can optimize your credit score. It's actually the second show I believe of the podcast i did it way way back so i want to take just that concept and kind of dig my teeth into it a little bit so i'll see you later thank you so much but for now i'm out this mother Peace.